everybody, it's the interview queen, Alicia Toot here, and you are currently listening to and obviously enjoying Queen's Court. Hi, I'm the Asian sensation, Kanji. You're listening to Queen's Court. Hi, guys, this is the Queen of Queen's Massage talking, and I am so happy to introduce you to the Queen's Court. everyone welcome to this week's episode of queen's court queenie chats with your girl the queen of any and i'm here with a very special guest my daddy your daddy everyone's daddy effie is here in the castle hello effie how I'm are honored. you it's it's wild to be introduced as daddy now. You know, it started it start it really did start as like me just being a douchebag, kind of just running my mouth. But now I take it, I take it seriously. We got to protect these children. We got to protect all the children. I'm the daddy now. I That's own it. it. I love that, and we love calling you that. So I mean, there you go. It's a very serious thing. <laughs> very serious, but also fun. But also fun, like not in like a, a bad way, of course. No, just lots I don't of, have to be your daddy. Good... It's just, it's an option. It's an option. And for those of us who take that option, we are honored. So there's that. Good. <laughs> well, I'm so excited that you're here. And I'm really excited to speak with you. I was lucky enough to meet you uh, in New Jersey. Uh, in at a New Jersey? GW event. Yes, in New Jersey, on the streets yeah, of Jersey. my mind is like, if you were to be like, oh, you know, describe New Jersey for me. Asbury Park is not the description of New Jersey most people would give you. It's very gay and fun and crafty and uh, beautiful. And I don't know, it's it's it felt kind of like uh, the Disney World version of Main Street a little bit out there. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny when people come to Asbury Park and they're like, this, wait, we're in Jersey? <laughs> I'm like, right? yes, welcome. It's so cute here. <laughs> I think people forget, too, that like there's a lot of just forests in New Jersey. You know, yes. for as much as we give it this urban feel and this like, oh, yeah, Jersey, you know, just cities and cars everywhere. Boy, there's some forests and then there's a beautiful Asbury Park. I was pumped because I actually got to go by the building this time that they used to film The Wrestler, where he where he went and took his oh, daughter yes. to that ballroom. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, look, Jersey is full of fun things. I'm I'm not from Jersey, but I like to uh, tell people about it because they always have this negative perception. But it's a whole lot of fun, especially really if you only come to GCW. In New Jersey, if I'm being right? honest. Good. Well, see, Jerseys, my people who are from Jersey that listen, there you go. Not everyone rags on you all the time. <laughs> no, no, it's I've I literally can't even give you a negative. Time. One time I went to New Jersey when I was 14. And there was a weird Kmart jewelry presentation that rubbed me the wrong way. But other than that, no bad times in Jersey. Well, that certainly sounds fascinating. <laughs> Longer story probably for another day. Maybe for another day. But that's okay. I love that. Um, so for those who are listening right now that may not be entirely familiar with Effie, with uh, your style of wrestling, with everything that you present... Can you introduce Effie to the people? Um, Effie is the stuff you think about that you're not allowed to talk about in public because of social standards. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good starting description. You know, like at our at our basics, I explained to somebody the other day, I said, I don't even know if I realize I'm in a wrestling match for the first like five minutes of the match. Um, I don't I don't mind uh, taking heat, you know, not 
not the way you would think, but like I'll I'll speak out on some things. People who know me know I'm a little bit too vocal, but I think the beauty to Effie is like for as much. Can I curse on this? Of course you can. Okay, for as much shit as I talk, I'm very aware of the beating that's going to come my way. It doesn't it doesn't shut me up though, and I think there's something very endearing about that to know that like hey, I'm going to say this thing that you guys are thinking, and you're not going to say it because there's a little bit of backlash. And then I know I'm going to get punched in the face and I'm going to take it and I don't mind. And you got to punch me a few times. So I think there's that element. And then like, obviously there's the very outwardly queer LGBT element, which people say, you know, Oh, are you milking that out? No way, man. We're, we're still not there. I still got to keep running my freak flag to make sure we're taking care of all the kids. There's a lot of aspects. Sorry. My boyfriend just walked in and I had to greet him. No worries. Hello, boyfriend. (laughs) Yeah. He's here. He's having fun. Um, that's fabulous i think listen for for me with wrestling characters there's there's a self-awareness that you have to have which is on a few Mm -hmm. levels which is some people are just going to come to the shows right they're going to pay the ticket they're going to bring the family they're going to bring their friends they're not going to follow you on twitter they're not going to do all that stuff they're just coming to see the show so they're going to get to see me for like eight to 15 minutes right but then there's the people who go a little further they follow you on twitter they follow your career they follow what you do they watch more of your matches. They go to more of your live events. And you want to be able to give them some depth that maybe the other people would find if they stayed around, but that isn't necessarily required. So I'm always trying to think of the character in a way of like, what can I add to this to humanize myself, to to add a 3D version of myself that is uh, worth delving into more. And that the more you find out, you don't get turned away from it, but you're actually more intrigued because you can tell there's like a deeper form of thought going into this than just like, here's who I am for 15 minutes and giving the option to be like, here's who my whole world is and building a world around it rather than just a match. You've got to have both parts of that these days. Yeah. I think you're, you're absolutely right when you say that, because those of us who, who are such big fans of you, you know, it, it allows us to connect with you a little bit more uh, each time that we are fortunate enough to, to be in attendance. And even when we get to watch you on stream or, or wherever, I think it allows us to, to be like, Oh, Effie did such and such at this match. Wow. That's crazy. Or when uh, you, you know, when I was seeing you uh, at, uh, I can't feel my face, right. uh, you know, trunks were pulled down. We got to see, lovely ass and you know a stuff lot was of, happening you know, and the people were very for, behind you pun intended <laughs> for the people that didn't see it like the, i got booze when i pulled my trunks back up you did said, forget it we're gonna keep rolling with this i was you booed did. for putting my pants back on so it's like you got to read your audiences and see what they need a little bit is that gonna fly at every show no is it gonna fly at a gcw show with me and jimmy lloyd yeah probably It'll yeah, probably, probably big time, you know? <laughs> and it sure did. Absolutely. Um, speaking of uh, trunks, I, I have to talk wrestling fashion with you. It's one of my favorite things because Good. your jackets, I can't even. They're so much fun. They're studded. You're like my my punk rock wrestling queer hero. And I just have to tell you because the fishnets well, and the jacket, I can't. I try to be my own uh, fashion hero in wrestling. And, <laughs> like, for me, the jacket obviously is pretty flashy, right? Like, there's yeah. some spikes, there's some leather, there's sometimes some sparkles, there's some bright colors. I have pink and purple. And to me, it's like, okay, you're going to walk through and people are going to see the jacket and they're going to have an idea of what you are, which is a little too flashy, a little bit dangerous, a little bit loud. Um, and once the jacket comes off, I've got to level up to that you know, in the ring, I've got to actually make myself 
into something as cool as that jacket because the jacket's going to work. Now I got to level up to it. You know, if you start the match with the biggest, biggest pop, you got to measure up to it. And if that biggest pop is your jacket, then it's like, you got some work to do. (laughs) Well, let me tell you, it it definitely pays off because your in-ring style, I think is at least for people who may have never seen you before and get to watch you wrestle for the first time, perhaps might be unexpected. It's very brawlish. Like you're brawling submissions like you are hard hitting you are not afraid and i think that's like you were talking about earlier like you know that you're gonna get hit because you're talking some shit but like you you dish it right back you have to you know like somebody the other day was like you really downplay the fact that you can actually wrestle whenever anybody asks you about it and i was like i don't mind downplaying that fact because they're gonna come check it out and they're gonna make their own assumption if everybody around me is telling me like so and so is so good at wrestling the first thing I'm thinking is like, well, yeah, freaking prove it. Like, go ahead and show me how good he is at wrestling. And you're already starting with with a, an identity of, of you've got to measure up to something. So it's mm. not almost that I'm even downplaying the skill, but it's like, let's not even focus on that. I want to focus on all the other aspects besides the wrestling that actually got you in the building. And then once we get you there, I can show you what I can actually do. Yeah. And... I, th- I think another part that adds to to you as a whole is, you know, your entrance music and everyone sings along, especially at GCW. And, you know, I'm curious as to, speaking of them, how has it been working with them? Because to me, watching it from afar and then live in person twice last year, you know, their 2019 was absolutely crazy. And here we are in 2020 and things aren't slowing down on that train. And I'm just curious as to from, you know, your side, your perspective, what's it been like over there? The thing that's really cool about GCW locker rooms, and not that a lot of locker rooms aren't like this, is I think there's it comes down to two things. One mm-hmm. is they're always looking for what the next thing is. And that's not saying that there's not things that are already in place, but it's always, this may be different to somebody who's booking a regular show, but mm-hmm. we see something extraordinary here. And when they see something extraordinary in a person, they give them that shot. And obviously some people do a couple shots, some people do one or two. But what the fans are expecting is, hey, we want we want balls to the wall. We want to go nuts with it. What can you show us that does that? And whether that balls to the wall is something in a deathmatch regard or if it's just intense character work or the best comedy stuff you've seen or stuff that is the most intense, crazy, flipping, insane moves. I mean, mm. I watched Blake Christian the other day just jump to the middle of the top rope, stand on top, and then jump and sidekick someone. It was such an impressive athletic feat that I, I think – other people would pick up on it, but they'd be like, man, you got to save that stuff. Uh, this is a bit inappropriate, but I'm going to put it this way. Somebody asked me the difference between like Southern wrestling shows and GCW. And I said, well, a Southern wrestling show edges you, right? It's going to mm-hmm. keep kind of rubbing it through your pants. It's going to get it big. It's going to keep rubbing it. And then right when you're about to go off, I'm trying to use real PG language to do this, but I don't. <laughs> you're know good. You're good. Right when you're about to go off, they go join us next month for this big show, right? They don't want to have to blow the load so to say but every gcw show is the the identity and the uh the attitude in the back is how do we top what we did how do we keep going more and there's no fear in the back to blowing that load if you've got something cool you do if you're if you're an intense awesome thing let's not waste it let's get it out there and show the world and if they you know find their way and think it's cool we're going to keep using it and keep showing you more of it so there's that pressure to be the coolest and be the best and do cool stuff because we're all encouraging each other to do that. But there's also that idea um, of sort of 
what's next? What's happening? And how quick can we get on it? If you really look, I mean, like everybody wants to say there are certain, you know, places that, that the talent is coming from, but a lot of that talent's going through GCW right now. Which is amazing. And for those of us on on our side, on the fan side, that's what we want to see. You know, GCW is, is a very different feel as an indie promotion, you know, being in the audience. It's it's way more of like connectivity and, and an intimacy in a way. And it's crazy. Yeah. Way. There's but, a level yeah. of trust with the GCW right. audience that even if they don't know something, they're trusting that if they're putting it out, it's going to be at least something worth looking at. And that's something that takes a, a bit to build up in a, you know, like a customer's mind. And second to that, I think one of the things I've learned, especially with them helping with my, well, helping like putting on my mania show, that means mm-hmm. big gay brunch. One thing I've learned is like the way to be on top of things is to have a very open mind. And so when I've been working with GCW and getting this show set up, there are a lot of aspects of LGBTQ culture that they don't understand. But when it came up, when we had these discussions, it was always very open minded. It was very respectful. And it was sort of like, you know, I didn't know that. I'm glad I know that now let's keep moving forward. So there's an open-mindedness to like making sure we're, we're taking care of everything in a respectful way too. That's very cool that I don't think people would expect up front. Which I think is an awesome thing to hear for those of us who are really like supportive of GCW to hear that from you, I think is just wow, top notch, excellent stuff. But while we're on the subject, I'm so excited for this big gay brunch. I'm ready. I've been yes. watching the videos. I've been seeing your announcements. I'm like, excuse me, what is happening? I'm so sad I can't be there in person, but I will be watching. <laughs> but holy Of geez. course, streaming. Like yeah, streaming. I mean, it, sort of, it sort of started as like a little bit of a bet of like, you know, I had this talk with GCW where they were like, you really got a strong following in the gay community. And I said, yeah, I mean, that's true. That's accurate. But I said, the following now is that we are able to take this this queer culture to take our identity that was sort of pushed down for a long time and marginalized. And it's now becoming something that is more mainstream in culture, more successful among, you know, normal, normal is not the right word, but, you know, heterosexual people who don't have any place or, mm-hmm. you know, binding to the LGBTQ community, to these people who are marginalized. And it's sort of the idea of let's see if we can stretch this thing out go beyond the gay community and provide something that is not only going to be an exciting, fun show for everybody, but that is also going to give a platform to some of these people who like, I know in my heart are legendary performers. And now we can get them out to even more people so they can kind of understand what's been going on in our community. And and now having that chance to shine is really cool. It's going to be so cool. And I'm like, I'm not even involved in any way, shape, or form other than watching it. I'm just like, this is the coolest thing I've seen in a really long time in wrestling. I'm so excited that. for you. Well, I'm good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm down to make sure this thing is thebomb.com. Um, and I mean, some of the stuff, like, listen, th- we've had some gay shows, right? We've gotten a few right. LGBT shows. They've happened, you know, in Pride Months. Rise did a great job with some of them outside mm-hmm. of Pride Months, making sure people are feeling inclusive. And one thing that I don't think anybody's ever gotten right is the stuff that brought me into gay culture, the stuff that I was noticing, the stuff you see at Prides, the stuff you see at gay clubs, it's not as clean and sanitary. And being in a marginalized community like that, we sort of have our own humor and we have our own culture and we have our own fun and straight people are catching on to it. And that's awesome. But now we sort of get to say, look, we've had our little respectful thank you for letting us have this play shows. Now we can sort of have the big gay party where we go like, we don't even have to be quiet about how gay we are. 
you know, we can be real gay and it's totally fine. I think it's going to be more than totally fine. I think it's going to be <laughs> celebrated. And they should be, because, first of all, this Bi-Curious Battle Royale thing is, like, I can't. And then you just announced the other day that it's sponsored by Boy Butter. Sponsored by gay lubricant company Boy Butter, who were enthusiastic to be a part of it. And I thought that was the coolest thing, because, like, if I would have told you that we were going to announce a Battle Royale sponsored by Gay Lube at a huge WrestleMania show a few years ago, you would have said, yeah, like, nobody's going to that, though. Yeah, they're going now, and it's incredible. Yeah, they're going and your brunch portion is sold out. Is that correct? That is true. Yeah. And, Holy and like, crap. Don't let it scare you too much. There's There right. are tickets. But, you know, with the brunch part earlier, um, how many people can I provide food for? It damn sure can't be everybody at the brunch. Of so we course. had to make it a little more exclusive. <laughs> sure. We had to make it a little more tight-knit. And we're going to have some cool stuff going on there. But the whole show itself is like, I want to have that atmosphere of like, look, you don't have to sit on your hands. You don't have to golf clap. Get rowdy have some beverages we'll probably have some food laying around that i can throw your way and enjoy yourself come have fun yeah and it looks like it's going to be a ton of fun you've announced some great people so far um razor ramon hard gay is coming out of retirement like what is life ally cat sunny kiss circumstances crazy and sunny kiss i mean like listen sunny is one of the most gifted performers today and sunny's had a few moments on dark but i i don't even know if aew knows what a what a beautiful investment they have in sunny kiss and i'm excited he's coming out to you know show off to show what he's got and especially on a stage where like it's it's he's at the top of it you know he's he's the guy on tv right now it's incredible to have him be a part of this yeah it's i was so excited to see that announcement and um i do have one question that came in actually that uh, about the brunch specifically um this is from my pal Fowl original Fowl wanted to know brunch related question what fruit juice is the best in a mimosa or as we call it over here in the uk bucks fizz which i had no idea they called it that i had no idea maybe i need to change my advertising strategy for these uk cats oh yeah the Um, bucks fizz who knew now see i am this is fun everybody talking about mimosas i am almost seven years off alcohol Mm -hmm. Um, which is wonderful i will tell you this I've drank a fair share of mimosas in my day. The the thing is, like, I'm I'm gonna go for the more classic Bellini taste. I love a peach champagne kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like being a being a person who's around Florida a lot. We have really good grapefruits. You do grapefruit juice, a little bit of honey, and that beautiful champagne, and you're gonna have probably the best mimosa you've ever had with a little extra vitamin C. Grapefruit's great for all that. Well, there you go, Fowl. Now you know. <laughs> Now you know. Give it a now shot. Now you know. The more you know. Um, I don't usually use the honey either. You know, you just want the grapefruit juice. But some people, it's a little too bitter it's for them. It's too bitter. I'm just going to work up to it. Right. If that's what that was for, the honey was kind of offsetting that. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Some people need it. I'd, I'd, I'd rather suggest it than have them get in there too bitter because not all of us are full, uh, full grapefruit heads. Yeah, sometimes we need a little something to calm it down. I understand that. So, <laughs> hey, listen, I'm from New England. I, grapefruits aren't really my thing, but yeah, I get uh, it. I do like them. I just can't have an overabundance. <laughs> I mean, what is this conversation? This is so funny. Um, You're wild. <laughs> wildness. So, brunch tickets are sold out, but for those who can go to the show on Wrestling Weekend, where can they go to buy their tickets? This is the best part. Uh, and God bless GCW for purchasing this Eventbrite link or however you do it, just setting it up. The 
website to get tickets is makeitgayer.eventbrite.com. And granted, first and second rows are sold out. I think there's some bleacher seats left. I think there's some third row on seats left. And then we'll have a lot of GA seats. The GA seats start at 25 bucks. And like with WrestleMania weekend, there's a lot of shows going on. I get that. Um, you can watch most of them if you just get one of the collective packages, which like it breaks down. I think the general admission collective package, you can go to like 14 shows and I think it's 200 bucks or you can just get a general admission ticket. Come in. One thing we're doing is we're working with more of the gay Tampa press, because I think an event like this, part of the problem we have in wrestling, and this will get into a six hour conversation if I'm not careful. <laughs> part of the problem we have is advertising to the bubble. And I speak on this a lot. When, when we're retweeting each other to each other, uh, and then we're wondering why people didn't come to the shows, it's a little short-sighted. So what I want to do is give the opportunity for gay people in Tampa, who aren't necessarily wrestling fans all the time, to come out and have fun. Because in my opinion, a live wrestling show is one of the most exciting things to go to. I don't think television wrestling gives people the same atmosphere, the same feeling, the same liveliness, the same community as actually sitting there and seeing it in person. Even the most cynical person, you start watching a match that's good, they get going, you feel emotionally connected with it. And that's hard to do on television nowadays, especially with as much talking as they're typically doing on the TV. So I want to present this to them in a way that hasn't necessarily been advertised before. And I'm working with a lot of the gay Tampa press to make sure that they understand how much fun this would be to come to. And I'm hoping we see some new fans out there who aren't necessarily wrestling fans, or who are LGBTQ people who have never had a, you know, a chance to go to a safe kind of show like this, because we want people to feel welcome and safe and not like they're going to be targeted because of who they are. Yeah. And, and I'm glad that you said that. And I'm, I'm hoping that everybody who's listening that can go goes, if you can't go, go for me. Okay. Go for me. Cause I can't go. <laughs> Cause Listen, I would totally be there. Tell a gay person. I know y'all know a gay person. They might not even yes. like wrestling. Just tell them, hey, you know there's going to be a gay wrestling show. Can you just pull that one thing off for me? Yep. We need it. Obviously, it's there's a lot of hype. There's a lot of buzz. But I'll tell you this. I put out a shirt design one time. It got like 600 likes. And I sold two shirts. Oh, Granted, Lord. I sold some more later. But never forget, we actually have to show up and be there and support. It's It's... I know we're going to do real well. I know we're going to have a lot of people out there, but I can't underestimate like how important it is to show sort of the rest of the wrestling world that this is viable and this is real. And like our wrestling is just as valid and cool and fun and exciting and weird and crazy as everybody else's, if not more so. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, on that vein, um, somebody had asked on this uh, post that I put out, good guy, Dave is his name. And he said, um, how do you want to see the LGBTQ plus community and wrestlers specifically to be better represented in pro wrestling? Like what, what do you think are the strides that we could take in 2020 to, to make that a better representation? You know, the first answer would be just making safety changes and making sure we're telling people that they're welcome and they're going to be safe. But the second thing, and here's my real hot take for your podcast. Okay. The goal of Effie is to end Effie. Effie is a button pusher. I push buttons. I poke at reality. I fuck with shit. Because I want to see how it works, and I want to see how much stuff we can actually change. When when I'm done pushing buttons, when there's nothing else to, to talk about, when there's nobody else to piss off, 
when I show up and I'm gay and wild and queer and vibrant and there's no reaction at all because it's so normal nowadays, that's the end goal. The end goal is to take all this stuff that we're we're looking at as wild or unique or crazy or insane or too gay or too floofy and to make it so normal that nobody even bats an eye when I come out. But we're not there yet. And I think it's going to be a while before we're there. But trust me, my goal is to end what Effie is, which is poking at reality and fucking with all this shit. Fucking with it. Well, personally, I would love that to be sooner rather than later. But I think it's going to be later, as you were saying. But I like when it you will, fuck with shit. I really do. I think it's great. <laughs> Somebody asked me what my Someone motivation was the other day. They said, what's your motivation? I yeah. said, honest to God, my motivation is not having any more motivation. When I stop feeling motivated, that'll be a day of peace. But my motivation right now is like people being treated poorly in wrestling. That's all people. People not getting paid enough in wrestling. And that's all people. Uh, you right. know, people being told the way things have to be, you know, you have to follow a certain path. You have to be under so-and-so's foot and boot for so long before you can go to the next rank. All of it's made up. We have to get this info out here to create a safer version of wrestling and a better version of wrestling. And some people say, well, that's not a better version of wrestling. Well, goddamn, can we at least try it one time and see? If it's not, then it'll go back. But if it is, it'll work itself out. Mm. Preach on that. So as we're going to kind of wind down here, I want to ask you a couple really fun questions. Perfect. So I have one from MGB Graham. And he wanted to know, he's not sure if you could talk about it. So I thought this, was, this would be kind okay, of fun. Okay. Not sure what you can say about this Effie, but in winning the 51st state championship at Primetime Pro recently, it was said your reaction was so great as you didn't know you were going to win. Can you tell us a little more about how this transpired and P.S. hoping to see you at the merch table in March? Yeah, it was a really strange scenario because um, I knew I was in a tournament. I knew there was something at stake. It was a very complicated tournament name that I never could have begged for downs. And, you know, at the beginning when we had the staff meeting in the back, Coach Gator, who works there, Mr. Gator, said, uh, well, there's there's something extra at the end of the tournament. And, you know, I'm not really paying attention at that point. Then they came out and said that I was now going to represent Washington, D.C. as the champion of this tournament, uh, as the 51st state champion. And then I think like two weeks ago, they put another new bill in to try to get statehood recognized. So maybe we're making progress. Hey. It's helping Washington, D.C. Um, it's very frustrating being in Washington, D.C. and not being there to throw eggs at Donald Trump. But um, mm. I, I'm doing it my own way. I'm actually going to win championships that are going to verify the statehood. Now I need to go win a Puerto Rican championship. We need to get our eyes back on Puerto Rico. They've been cheated out of a lot of money to help them rebuild their economy. And if I can win one that'll help DC, then Puerto Rico is the next, next in line. Not that Puerto Ricans need a white man to come help them, but I would love to do anything I could to rectify that. That sounds good to me. Maybe they can call it the 52nd state championship hey, <laughs> or whatever they want to the call 51st. it. Maybe it'll hey, be me maybe it'll be 51st. Ooh, and their winner go. gets to be the 51st, but which one is it? You don't know. One would it be? You never know. Oh, I love that. <laughs> So another fun question from uh, my pal BJ at Aussie Lucian. He wants to know, do you believe that there's life outside of Earth? Oh, yeah. This is a deep, dark question. Let me just put it to you this way. We are 
We are a minor part of a minor part of a minor part of a very intense turtles all the way down computer simulation. Wow. You know, I I thought about it the other day. I wish that Grand Theft Auto uh, Rockstar makes those games. I wish they would just come out and say it and say, look, we're going to bring out Grand Theft Auto 6. And then they open the game box and they go, you've been in it for a hundred years. That's what I'm waiting for. Um, I think there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of searching. There's a lot of uh, people saying they know 100% one way or the other. They've experienced things. They've felt things, whether that's aliens or religion or interdimensional beings. But I think there's probably a dumber explanation for all of it that we aren't really seeking. Um, But realistically, if you look at our place in, in the path of eternity and the time that we've observed and the tables of the Big Bang and how things have evolved, um, it's it's almost like being scrubbed away like bacteria in a corner. You know, our time here is so tiny and minimal that if we if we start just worrying and going down this hole of where we came from or what the other dimensions are or who these aliens are, or how our society was created or even the building blocks of life, starting with sodiums, forming all kinds of amino acids and turning into a person, we get lost in that. So really, I try not to focus on any of it and I try to just do cool stuff all the time. My motto in life is um, feel all of it. Not just the good, not just the bad. You got to feel all of it. Have you ever just opened, cracked a raw egg and drank it down your throat? I I actually, I have done that. (laughs) Okay. Well, some people maybe haven't. And are they going to like it? I don't know. But do I recommend trying it so you know what it's like? Yeah, just once. Feel that thing out. I like that motto. I, I like to try almost, I would say almost everything once because there's some there's things I don't want to try, it, right? You also got to get yeah. stabbed. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's one that. of the things to feel. Oh, what that's did you true. feel today? Well, I got stabbed. I'm not going to do that one again. Yeah, that's, that's probably not one you want to repeat. No. <laughs> no, there's certain Definitely ones. Not. But like cotton candy, I've done that one like 200 times. Oh, would feel that again. Yes. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Especially if you can get pink and blue cotton candy at the same Ooh. time. Oh, that's the classic combo. Right? The best. I like uh, <laughs> in, in British countries, they refer to it as candy floss. And I think that's yes. adorable. Candy floss. It's so cute. And a fun wrestler, too. <laughs> and a fun wrestler, too. Congratulations, candy floss. I think she just signed with WWE. She did. NXT UK. Very exciting news for her. Yeah. But yeah, I love celebrate that. Celebrate the performer. Celebrate the performer getting money. Get that money, Candy Floss. We need it. Yes. Queen, you better work. Yeah, um, we love that. We do. And the last question I have from you is from my pal Metal. And he wanted to know who's daddy's dream opponent and why? Okay. Can I give you a non-wrestler answer and then I'll give you a wrestler answer? You can give me whatever you'd like. Okay. The non-wrestler answer is Jeff Gordon, because I fucking hate Jeff Gordon. Oh I hate everything about him. I hate his smirmy little smile. I hate that he shaves his little face like a baby. I hate that he just switches around between blonde women. I hate that he doesn't know how to drink champagne out of a bottle. I hate all his little endorsements, and I would beat the shit out of Jeff Gordon. I would love that. It's all like I've it. ever wanted. I tried to call him out on Twitter, and nothing came from it, because Jeff Gordon doesn't care. Uh, that's, that's something that's going to happen. I think my, uh, my regular person dream. Oh man, this is, I no, that's my regular. I, this is my wrestler dream. My wrestler dream match. Here's the thing. I don't know. I, part of, part of what I was going to say earlier about like the style in the ring is that mm-hmm. I realized early in my career that Effie was going out and having the match of his opponent. He was letting him kind of take over. And I sort of made a promise to myself of like, 
I don't really give a shit who I'm wrestling. They're going to have an Effie match now. And obviously, there's you give some things, you take some things, you give some things. But I want, I want to be able as a performer to step in there with anybody and make it work. From, you know, I've fought children before. I've fought a 72-year-old man before. I've fought all sorts of competitors, all sorts of weird matches. It goes back to feel it all of like, I want to put Effie in every one of these situations because I'm not going to know how he is until I feel it all in the ring when it's happening. So my dream opponent is every opponent. And then I'll become the ultimate wrestler of all time. I'll steal all y'all's moves. I'll do all your moves on TV. I'll get a deal with Hulu and then I'll do a little dance and you'll say, man, he stole that from me. And I'll go, who, what? So my dream opponent with that being said is me in a green screen suit of myself. Well, wouldn't oh, that be interesting? Crazy. Hey, listen, we've had Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan. Anything's possible. <laughs> Anything's possible. 2020. Why not? Honestly. <laughs> In this wild world, you never know. <laughs> That's actual. Oh, my God. It's too, well, hey, you know, I do my best. So I have to tell you, this has been an enormous amount of fun. And I want to thank you so very much for chatting with me today. Uh, it's been such a pleasure and I would love for you to tell the people where they can come find you. And, you know, we've touted the big gay brunch, but, and uh, you know, we need to tout it again. So please let them. Yeah, I need a few more Instagram followers. I don't think I post enough on there. So people unfollow me, but I want the 10,000 so I can do the little swipe thing with the link. So yes. my Twitter and my Instagram are the same one. It's Effie lives E F F Y L I V E S. And then I do have a pro wrestling tea store. I got to be a, a carny and hawk my store. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Effie Lives. I will tell you this. I actually pay my designers, so my designs are good. Um, some people on that store don't. I can't verify all the designs on pro wrestling tees are good. A lot of them are really bad. That's not the fault of pro wrestling tees. But I can tell you, when you buy a shirt from Effie, I have put thought into the shirt. I have put uh, money into the shirt. I have put other artists into the shirt so it's not just a half-assed idea to get you to pay money i want you to be wearing some art so check it out see what it is see how you like it there's some fun stuff on there <laughs> can recommend i have one myself <laughs> hey yes so once again thank you and of course my listeners uh thank you so much for tuning in today Please go follow Effie. Get him to 10,000 on Instagram. I will link you, of course, as I always do. And please have a wonderful rest of your day and be kind to one another.